Hey, it's the Kristen and Chill podcast. Wow, it's 2020. 2020. You know, I still, it's been 20 years since we've been in this new century, and I'm still uncomfortable saying 20 something, you know, like 2018, 2015, obviously about the same thing. I was going to say 2007, but I don't think anyone said 2007. And if they did, they were not someone I would allow in my life. I would instantly cut someone out of my life if they were referring to 2007 as 2007. But maybe people did. I don't know. It just doesn't sound right. It's kind of like the same sound as saying a word really fancy when you don't need to say it fancy, even though it is that. We're not saying 2020, you know, it's 2020, but 2020. If you say 2020, that's a lot of breath and a lot of words or a lot of length. But saying 2020 just sounds, I don't know. No, not that it sounds fancy. That's not the right word. It sounds too industry speak, like like jargon or something. It sounds almost too insider, like, yeah, we're all in 2020, you know, but if you didn't live in 2020, you can't say 2020. You have to say 2020. I don't know. It seems like a club thing, which which could be good because we could all use some good bonding So saying 2020 unites us, I guess. We're all in it together in 2020. But really, the whole problem with saying 2020 is that we're just doing free marketing for the show 2020. I think Dateline should get some free marketing as as well. So we should have a year called Dateline. So this year is 2020, next year is Dateline, and then the year after that is uh, 60 Minutes. Okay. Ah, well, every year goes by in 60 minutes. Anyway, time flies. Welcome to 2025. That's how long this intro was. I should not call these intros anymore. I should just call them show warnings because really that's all I do in the beginning is I just let you know what you're getting into in the upcoming episode. I'm never good with surprises and I think that this is a very good example because I don't want you guys to be surprised by the fact that, for example... Resident consultant Jen, who's my guest today, and I start the show by singing. And normally I wouldn't leave that in because it would seem kind of annoying, but 2020 is a new year. And if I just said 2020, that means I am getting comfortable with being annoying. But uh, more warnings. We uh, also have a little noise in the background because we're taping at Jen's parents' house. And we talk a lot about Christmas because this was taped right after Christmas. And I didn't put it up because I didn't want to listen to myself. So that's why. And I have to listen to myself, as you guys know, with the editing, etc. And uh, the episode was really long. So I put an additional like 15 or 20 minutes of the show that I cut out here on Patreon. So if you guys want to listen to the rest of the goods, of resident consultant Jen and I sweating the small stuff and talking about what grinds our gears. It's essentially, that's the whole show is really what we do this whole time. But uh, the specific segment, Sweat the Small Stuff, is going to be over there on Patreon. So if you want to check that out, go to patreon.com slash Kristen and chill. You get a whole bunch of extras. I just put up a video the other day. It's like a 27 minute long video of me doing what I'm doing now, just only in video format. The good thing about that was... uh, I had to put makeup on and get cleaned up for it. The bad part about this is that uh, I didn't, so I'm a mess right now. I'm in a full gray sweatsuit with gray socks 
and gray skin, essentially. I haven't seen the sun. I uh, haven't done anything um, really physical in a long time. But um, yeah, so go check on out. Go check on out. Go check out on Patreon, uh, the extras over there. So yeah, patreon.com slash Kristen and chill. And those are all my warnings for today. I'm going to uh, let you go, get right into the episode. Bring your ear buds, but also your ear plugs for the beginning. Or you know what? Throw away the ear plugs, crank it, take out the ear buds, let the world hear uh, Jen and I sing, especially Jen. Jen really kills it. Um, and uh, if you enjoy the show, remember, please go to iTunes and rate it five stars. That would be so lovely of you. And uh, other than that, I'm just going to let you get to the show. So enjoy this week's episode. I never know how to lead into that. What do you say? So there you go. Goodbye. Eh. So enjoy the show. It's like off to the circus. Like it's like I'm coming out from behind a big red curtain. Everyone enjoy the show. All right. Enjoy the show. Um, <clears throat> it must have been the mistletoe. See, I'm on like the complete wrong note. Like it's it it must either higher or lower. Been, right. It, <laughs> it must have been the mistletoe. No one knows this song. The lazy fire. The lazy Kristen, the falling snow, the magic in the frosty air, that feeling everywhere. What's next? It could have been the city lights that glistened in a silent night, or maybe just the stars so bright that shine up. See, I can't remember, but that sounds good. No, it didn't. That did sound good. No. Better than I expected, which is very Well, I've low been practicing. Tolerant. I've been um, training my voice. Have you been practicing? I'm going to. No. Kind of sounds like it. No. I sing a lot, though. But I think, like, I just, I feel like either I'm lessening my standards on what would sound good or you're sounding better. <laughs> I'm going to go with the second thing. I'm going with the first. Okay. I'm lowering my standards with a lot of things. Living around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your so outfit. Be good. I know. So this outfit, we're going to talk about some retail therapy mm-hmm. because I've been doing a lot of it, but I'm not doing it in the way that you should. If you're going to spend money, you should spend it in the right way. So I need to stop shopping with the idea of clothing. Mm, see, I was going to say that so much better before I said it. <laughs> Shit. Over, like, you overthink your sentences. I know. You weren't thinking about buying your grandfather's shirt, but... All right, we're starting over. <laughs> this is my fault. This is when a studio comes in handy because Why? you feel official. Like if I had an actual studio, it would be like, we hit record, we're doing the show. But when we're sitting somewhere like this, which is in a couch... In a couch? In a couch. It's folded up. Why <laughs> a little muffly sounding. But we're sitting on a couch... And it doesn't feel formal. So it's like, when do we begin? And one of us has to be mature enough to just actually begin. And I guess it's got to be me because it's my show and I'm the host. And I'm not mature, apparently. No, and it's not your show. Mm -mm. And you're not Kyle. It's not? No. I'm not Kyle. You know what a disappointment that is? So everyone turning on the show right now is like, Kyle agreed to do every week and now we've got resident consultant Jen. Sorry, people. It's like opening up a huge present under the tree and there's a head of lettuce inside. (laughs) yeah this big box for nothing it's like iceberg lettuce too right it's not even like nutrient <laughs> no. lettuce no nope. so we just 
ate at a local place and mm-hmm. we got the salad that has no nutrients in it. <laughs> and didn't I say that that's called? No. Yeah. That's called no nutrients. No, the pointless salad. Pointless. Oh, yes. Right. That was your that was your take on right. it. So I'm sorry. Kyle's not here. You can all just stop listening because we know that's the only reason why I listen. <laughs> I know. Thanks. Thank you. I know. What an insult um, this, this has turned into. I didn't even know I was setting myself up for this. Um, no, but I'm sorry. Kyle is, you know, he's hard to get a hold of. So the he's social busy. anxiety thing, I think, plays into Kyle not being readily available. And I think it's a mixture of that and the fact that he doesn't really care. <laughs> and that... <laughs> He has a life beyond this. But he doesn't have a life. That's the thing. And that's what I always want to say to him. That's what he's content with. Right. But the fact that he uses that as an excuse to not be able to tape. It's like you're bragging about not having life and being content with not having life. Yet you're using that very life as an excuse to not tape. But you know, I'm going to know it's not a real excuse because it's not a real life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. (laughs) I'm getting with this. Sorry, I'm just ahead of lettuce here. <laughs> I'm the dressing. The dressing, which is delicious and tasty. Or terrible if you bought it at a If you have too store. much of it, it's awful. Yes. So <laughs> disgusting. It's, yeah. You guys want to vomit. Well, I haven't been posting every week, so mm. I'm just a splash of dressing right now. Which is not good either. No, because I'm still dry. <laughs> yeah. And you're just the lettuce. Yeah. Oh, what are we doing? Are you a lettuce dress- dressing on the side person? I know. Yeah, I know. No. If I order a salad at a restaurant, and I say extra dressing a lot of the time. I don't know why, but then they just ended up putting dressing on the side. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Extra dressing, which would be what comes on the salad more plus of the it. side. You have to be specific. You do. Or it could just be more dressing directly on top of the salad. But for some reason, it seems more like the commercial places or like the corporate terrible restaurants they default to when you ask for extra dressing to just doing a side of dressing rather than tossing well, the whole salad in it. I think it's it's safer because if you put put it on, on it and then someone's like, no, I want it on the side, you have to give them a whole new salad. But if someone says they want it on the side, they specify on the side. Mm. If I say, well, I want extra dressing, I'm admitting I am open, baby. Mm. I am ready to play. Throw as much as you want. This is the time to party in the kitchen. She wants extra dressing. Let's go for it. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? I, yeah. So, but they get stifled in a way. I just never ordered extra dressing. I know. <laughs> but then you have tasteless salads. A lot of the time, people don't dress enough. But then the overdressing really does kill the salad. Mm-hmm. So I do understand if they do the additional on the side in the ramekin. Mm-hmm. But I don't get the whole ramekin. just. I work in the industry, Jen. <laughs> I know. You I'm told me all about it today. I'm professional. Yeah. So if someone asks for extra dressing. I get that you put it additionally on the side rather than directly on the salad, mm-hmm. but to take the dressing off just in general mm-hmm. when the extra request comes in, I just don't understand. It's baffling mm-hmm. and frankly upsetting because then I'm responsible for tossing the salad, which means the dressing is being applied at the moment. It hasn't had time to marry with the ingredients, marry with the vegetables. That's important. It is. Yeah. So it's like drier mm-hmm. when you just put on your own. And then I don't have the ability at the table to toss it like they do in the back. I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> is this actually taping? It is. Damn it. I almost oh. wished it like wasn't. Um, Enough about salad, even though our waiter today had such an external locus of control mentality. I need you to use those kind of words to add legitimacy to the show. <laughs> No, he did. For real. So for an, for example, he forgot our hot sauce 
that we wanted with our pizza. And we called him over, said, you know, can we have the hot sauce? We were waiting because we were trying to eat our pizza. And he was like, oh, they didn't, they didn't bring it out to you. Right. Which is <laughs> like, my excuse, which is my go-to. Like, you're our waiter. Right. Like you didn't bring it out to us. Right. So he's always blaming it on the outside. Well, that's what I always, I would yeah. do if I screwed up and someone, there's eyes specifically at your table. If you wait tables, you know, this look of like, we're not trying to be jerks, but we're waiting for something. Oh, so yeah. here are our eyes Mm -hmm. but they're not like mean eyes but they're also not very friendly eyes Mm -hmm. they're an insinuating eye and then your brain is trying to go what was I at that table for and calculate it while you're in this eye contact and then it hits you ah the extra sauce (sighs) and so then in that moment do you own up to it do you just act like you were on your way to get it thing is it's pretty transparent most of the time people will know that you forgot yeah but I would still use the excuse. Oh. I would still say, oh, I'm sorry. The kitchen didn't bring that out. Oh, my God. And <laughs> but it's no. like not the oh, kitchen's job. Geez, that- but here's the thing. At this restaurant where we just were, they don't have food runners. Mm-hmm. At the restaurant I used to work at, they had food runners. Okay. okay. So they I'll were the blame. They were the fall guys. But I don't get... I would feel so, much better about my waiter or waitress they if just they were like, it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And just went to get it. No elaborate excuse. Yes. So sorry. Okay. Here's the thing yeah. with the, I'm so sorry. Those I would use, but they had to be uh, when I hadn't already screwed up a bunch. Mm-hmm. So you have to use those sparingly. Mm-hmm. So if I already screwed up a bunch with this one table and then forgot their hot sauce, I would say, oh, the kitchen didn't bring that out to you because I already have three strikes against me. Mm. So I'm trying to push those away. But if I was doing a great job and that was my first mistake, I don't up to it. And I'd say, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to bring that out. Then I would. But basically, I'd have to measure how many times have I screwed up with this table so far? Do I have any strikes left hmm. c- that I can use up? Mm-hmm. So our guy today, mm-hmm. he didn't have any strikes to begin with. No. He just went straight in for the blaming it on the kitchen. But it was like, you were doing fine, buddy. And he did you that prematurely that. because then he forgot my mom's drink. Right. And he was like, well, the bartender didn't bring it out. <laughs> he knew that we knew <laughs> yeah. in that moment. That he couldn't get away with the excuse yeah. we knew. If this guy can't handle like this place in Utica, New York. It was pretty slow. It really yeah, wasn't busy. It wasn't busy. Everyone no. just watched. It was very low key. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that he did a second blame on the staff. That's ballsy. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. That one because I would have known that they would know that I was bullshitting. Yeah. So I would have owned up right away. But halfway through se- that sentence, he knew he was caught but he had to stick with it mm-hmm. my oh, problem the was- bartender didn't bring it up to you the, <laughs> the bartender who makes the beverages did not walk this over to yeah. you he didn't jump over the That's bar weird to give this to you and then what he did he bad technique i mean i think because he might have given up at that point but he didn't even try to pretend so if i were him i would have walked yeah. up to the bar but he walked straight to the computer punched it in, in an order then the bartender started making the drink yeah. so it was like, like you're full of garbage right yeah but he still stuck with it he had a great smile though I think that's why he was pulling. Yeah, you know, he's that's why we weren't that mad. We weren't that mad. And you left him a very nice tip. I did. Merry Christmas, Joseph. Yep. <laughs> but then Joey. But then you're only reinforcing the bad yep. behavior. Absolutely. So you're making it worse for other customers. So they're going to have to go. Ah, oh, he was bad. But do I give him a tip still? Yep. And then they're, he's going to get mad when he did a good job and he gets a lower tip. He's like, but I did a good job with this. If that. What's your rationale for not giving twenty percent? Like, have you ever not given 20%? No. I know. I don't. I, they could, I, someone could call me the C word mm-hmm. and spit in my food. Yeah. And I would be like, here's 50%. Not yeah. really. If I was rich, there's I would. a population of people out there that tip like 15 or 10%. Yes. Yes. It's or like, sorry, Paul, 
his mom, oh, when yeah. we go, we went to get our Christmas tree and this cute little like kid was helping. You got to tip the and tree guys. So she, so the guy's like 40 bucks and she had two twenties in her hand. I'm like, I, uh, at Paul. I was uh, like, what is she doing? That moment. And then we didn't have money on us. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. I have money. Right. But we could have went and got money. And then I was like, Paul, now how, you guys look you like not, non-tippers. But she's gone through her whole life. I know her whole life. Without tipping. Well, first of all, she's from Europe. So True. England. To give you street cred. <laughs> your mother-in-law is from Europe. Yeah. Had uh, no running water for the first like five years of her life. Right. So <laughs> I guess there's a little bit of an excuse, but it's not in their culture. Although yeah. she has been here for how many years? Fifth. 53 yeah 50 i mean that's a lot of years <laughs> that's a lot okay she has no excuse no that's a lot of years i just can't and then my dad is like the biggest over tipper of course he is. like we'll have the worst service and he'd be like well you know we'll give her 30 percent." i know yeah just a happy medium happy medium would be good but the tree thing had this a similar experience mm-hmm. so this year because things are different being that my mom is sick my dad and i were responsible for the tree is a lot of pressure mm-hmm. my mom is very particular i bet very very particular and so she wasn't going to come but both my dad and i were like sister you gotta come otherwise we're going to screw it up you're going to get very angry mm-hmm. so she came but stayed in the car normally we go on like a excursion we go and actually cut down our own tree yeah but this year we didn't because of the situation so we went to a place with pre-cut trees mm-hmm. my mom stayed in the car and what we did was sort through the mess, bring out the ones that uh, could cut cut the grade or make the grade with my mom, mm-hmm. brought out a few, showed her them, and she wasn't happy. She was like, no, those branches are going to be bad. But the whole time we had this one kid doing it for us. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, t- well, yeah. obviously a good tip regardless, but he was like going extra and over because we were taking trees from really far away and having him br- drag them to the car my dad would have carried him but he was very nice he was like very insistent Mm -hmm. he's like no no no, i can get it i can get it so um he gets all these trees for us we're very picky finally we we pick a tree that he found which i was happy for him because he like felt like he earned like i did this i found Mm -hmm. them their tree uh and so the tree was like 52 or something marked on the thing or 55 and my dad gave me 60 bucks i was i didn't have cash so um my dad goes we're here 60 and I'm like, yeah, but dad, but tax, it's going to be like 58 bucks. I'm not going to give him $2. I think they tax you on trees. They did tax. Really? Where did you go? It came to like fifty nine ninety nine or something. Um, we went to somewhere near Sequoit. Oh, like they had an actual like cash register. It was a register, like an actual register. And oh, we went okay. inside and there was mm-hmm. a little store. Mm-hmm. And there was like the, but it was the register that made noise. Yeah. Kind of like old, old fashioned. So, um, it came to like fifty nine ninety nine or something. Mm. And so I ran out to my dad because the kid thinks we already paid and we're Did done. they put it on your car too? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, we need to. That's why I was so, I'm like, you, they wrap this up, they put it on your car and you don't tip them? Right. So I don't, this isn't like a crazy over tip. I think it might be an under tip, but my dad had a 20. And so he's like, oh, I can give him 20. So That's I went. An over got, tip. No, but my dad said I can't give him twenty. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> he's cheap now because he's yeah. poor. Mm-hmm. So I went inside and got change, two tens, mm-hmm. and I always feel like proud when I say to the cashier, "I'll just take two tens because they know yeah, I'm going to give a like, tip." Oh, and they yes. know I'm, I'm yeah. not like give me one so I can get yes. give them a $2. ten and five and five ones, please. 
right, that means I'm going to be mm-hmm. thrown in some ones, yep. which might mean it's lower. So I said, I'll take two tens. Mm-hmm. So uh, gave him the 10 and he really reacted. So people really must not be tipping mm-hmm. in this area a lot. Cause he was like, no, 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 I can't. I'm like, what do you mean? Like he really, and I was like, take it. You just carried yeah. around like 50 trees right. and tied it to our car. So um, anyway, gave him 10 bucks. It wasn't that much money, but he reacted as if it was that mm-hmm. much money. And uh, he didn't tie it to the top of the car by my father's request. He put it in the trunk. And my dad, every day I'm just convinced my dad is an idiot. Like <laughs> it only gets worse day by day. Mm-hmm. Cause he goes, you, can you put it in the trunk? And I, and I drove my car what kind of separate. Car do they have Camry? And it fit in the trunk. Well, like it's stuck, so it's sticking out of the trunk. Oh, so the kid ties it. Everything's chaos. Nothing ever goes easily. So I drove separate because my mom's immunity was low, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if I was feeling good mm-hmm. or not. So I drove my own car. So the kid puts it in my parents' trunk, which I've never seen before. And I was like, no. Dad, just put him, just have put on the top. He's like, it's easier in the trunk. I'm like, all right, whatever. So we get in the car, we get in our separate cars, drive away. We stop to get pizza like five minutes away. So we get to the pizza place and my dad gets out of the car and walks toward my car and says, got to put in your trunk. The car's beeping inside is driving your mother insane. So because the trunk's not closed, the beeping noise is going off like a door is open. And I was like, dad, this is why you should have put it on the top of the Mm -hmm. car like everybody else. But now we have to put it in my trunk so I don't have the beeping going on, luckily. But my dad has no idea how to properly tie down the trunk. And we're in the oh country. Gosh. And so now my trunk is every pothole and every hole that I hit. My trunk is flying straight up all the way and then crashing back down onto the tree. And I was more <laughs> concerned about the tree than my, you know, I wasn't. It just gives me anxiety driving with my trunk yeah. popping up and down. This is all unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Just put it on the top of the car. Right. But my dad, it's like he just doesn't do anything right or properly. So I had to call my parents on my cell phone, not on my payphone. I called them on my cell phone, had them pull over because I was like, Dad, my trunk is going up and down. This is insane. I can't drive all the way home. It's like a 45 minute drive. My oh, trunk's wide not, open because okay. the string wasn't tight enough. So then he... So we pull over on this desolate country road and it's snowing. It's like blizzardy. And he ties the string to the tree. So now (laughs) if I was smart, I could figure it out, but I'm not. Mm. So it's not like it can help the situation at all. But he ties the string to the tree, like the top of the tree. So now I'm afraid the top of the tree is just going to snap off Mm. because we're still bouncing and the trunk is still bouncing. But now it's just tied down to the actual like top of the tree but ripping it so i'm like by the time we're home the whole tree's gonna be severed it was fine it made it home wow it seems um, like a big ordeal everything's an ordeal i can't believe you took two cars 45 minutes everything's an ordeal and uh i brought foca with me because mm. i felt bad leaving her alone her stomach looks like she has four watermelons in it mm. i have a whole thing this show really can just become me complaining and I'm trying really hard to make it not that. Mm-hmm. So I won't get into that. Mm-hmm. I'll try to keep somewhat uh, on topic ish, mm-hmm. but I would love to just complain about like the vet that just saw my dog, um, my everything, this shirt, <laughs> these jeans. Get it? All right. So I got the shirt. I'm not proud. I got the shirt at JCPenney's. 
Okay. I don't normally do the JC Penny mm-hmm. thing. Here's this here's the JC Penny situation. So I've been doing a lot of retail therapy, which I shouldn't. I don't have extra money, but because I have some money, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can buy clothes. I know, I got a gift from you. I know, right? I could send people get like yeah. literally. It was like just this doesn't stress You've me given out. Me gifts before, but I'm just. But before yeah. it would have stressed me out. This was yeah. like, yeah, I'm send Jen something. Mm-hmm. If I was rich on time. No, I was not on time. Weren't you? I was about twenty minutes late, which is on time for me. No, I mean the gift was on time. Oh, the gift, yes, yeah. No, the gift was twenty minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> um, even my gifts. So, uh, I had to go to J.C. Penney's for a gift card for my dad for Christmas, mm-hmm. and. I become like an addict because now I feel like I can spend money. Even if it's crap, I'm like willing to, maybe I'll give it a try. Maybe it'll work. Mm -hmm. So this shirt, I like the idea of, and that's what I was going to say earlier is that I need to stop shopping with the idea of an item being good Mm -hmm. and actually buy when the item is actually good. Mm -hmm. I'm always buying in theory. No, I know what you mean. I almost did that in JCPenney with like a leather coat. Because it's like, I like this idea because it had a, like a can not canvas like a sweatshirt <laughs> material hood and i liked that but i'm then i stopped myself and i'm like this is jc penny right <laughs> and that's what i should have done yeah and i didn't mm-hmm. and it's and getting I dangerous say, i feel bad like people shop at jc penny but your mom worked at jc my mom years she gets a discount there she still does yeah yeah well, so there's, they've kind of upgraded the no, women's yeah. section, but mm-hmm. this was from the child section. I didn't even like go. <laughs> like I little for, boys. Yeah. It's like the cheap teen oh, Arizona I, okay. or, or, yeah, yeah. section. So what I'm doing is I'm constantly. It's not that bad. It's not terrible, but no, it's not it's great. Not. Mm. And Jen's like, no, it's not great. No, it's not <laughs> bad. But I'm, everything I'm buying lately, I'm buying, well, not even lately. In general, when I shop, I realize I buy things with the idea mm-hmm. of it being good because yeah. I like this idea. It's like an old man fabric. If I was a clothing designer, I would design specifically in like tweeds mm-hmm. and like navies and dark, like smoking room kind of looks. Mm-hmm. I really like a masculine material, mm-hmm. but it's the idea of the material. The shirt itself is it's not like right. like a chimney sweeper. Yes, like I love the um, chimney sweep. Uh, <laughs> chic yes that's what it is <laughs> yes. chimney sweep chic yeah is what my style would be step in time step in time step in time step in time so right now i'm in my chimney sweep chic but it's not really chic because it's cheap but this and the shirt doesn't fit right but i like the material mm-hmm. and i need to stop because it's like oh it's on sale it's like 11 dollars. sure why not yeah and then i just end up with a closet of junk yeah but it, it's really not as bad as your making it out to me yeah but it's not great it could be better i need to start buying once i go that's a good shirt rather mm-hmm. than that could be a good shirt right if i tucked it a certain way mm-hmm. so i need to stop and i think we do that in life a lot yeah like yeah. if you know if this person was just like a little bit more like this like a little less lettucey mm-hmm. they'd be good on a podcast right <laughs> and so you just settle and you're like you settle oh, for crap you settle for little right. lettuce i don't know for some reason that rhymed in my head you just settle for lettuce and then you realize later yeah like i could have had romaine mm-hmm. no romaine's bad i don't, I like, don't romaine. like romaine either you know what i like i like spring uh, mix mescaline mescaline mix but i like a good uh Arugula. red leaf red oh, leaf really? lettuce red leaf because i think the darker i've heard the darker the vegetable the more vitamins the more nutrients yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and red leaf gets pretty dark yes so mm-hmm. spinach is the darkest yes yeah, spin- well yeah spinach is 
A lot of nutrients. Lots of Eat nutrients. Eat your spinach, people. You say spinach. That's weird. Spinach, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Spinach. Anyway, <laughs> so a lot of stuff to talk about on the yes. show, and we're talking about spinach. Yes. Okay. I actually went to a therapist mm. for the first time in a long time. Hmm. So normally when I do this, what would you tell your therapist thing? It's a hypothetical. No, oh, I know. But today, now for me you're anyway, really going to say what you said to your therapist. It could be a real thing, yeah. Yeah. So what did you tell your therapist? Well, I did not tell him this. So I have to eat my words because on the last episode, Kyle said, "Do you prefer a male or a female therapist?" Mm-hmm. I said female. This did not happen intentionally. I happened to like the following week see a male therapist for the first time in my life. Really? Albeit he was gay. I was just going to ask. Okay, so it changes things a little <laughs> mm-hmm. bit. He wasn't like a jockey kind no. of guy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't cold? No. He had a feminine feeling, mm-hmm. but also a masculine feeling. Mas- masculine mix, like Mex- <laughs> masculine. Like, masculine. Like, I want to say like he masculine. Was a, a ma- masculine mix. <laughs> he kind of was, though. <laughs> it's like a mix. Yeah. It's like a little this lettuce, a little that lettuce. Mm-hmm. So he uh, had a little of the feminine, a little bit of the masculine. And he was the best therapist I've ever seen. Really? Loved him. What's his, um, what are the letters after his name? Like, what is he, what is he? Uh, something FT, like it sounds professional, like a t t t t No. Uh, MFT or I don't know, something. Like a mental health therapist he's or a, a, He's like a family, family. Okay. Family. Marriage and family therapist. Yes. But he's also, because I said, can I talk about myself? Because it's just like a, you're a family therapist when I got there. Because my brother oh, knew him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I went to him because my brother had been seeing him before. And I asked my brother for his number because I was desperate to see someone. And I didn't realize when my brother gave me his information that he was a family therapist. Yeah. No, I, yeah. So when I got there, I was like, is it okay if I talk about me a little bit? Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't really care about my family. Um, and he's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm well versed. Are the- you going to like help with the family dynamic of because of your mom's like yes. illness? So yeah. it's almost a, it's a very good thing that mm-hmm. he's family therapy oriented because he does know what's going on in other aspects of my life without me having to talk on and on about them Mm -hmm. so it's like he already knows my mom has cancer he already knows what my brother's like he knows what my mom is like he probably knows what my dad is like he didn't know much about my sister which is a uh, compliment to my sister (laughs) (laughs) she she's getting cold when you're sleeping right right you're like kind of all this right how did like he just knows yes okay because of your brother yes well also because he's santa (laughs) <laughs> okay um he was but he did not do a good job for me this year because i'll get into how i didn't oh yeah christmas presents Kristen gets worse it does mm-hmm. it's just uh i could tell my stories too my no one cares stories. Stories. <laughs> that's true but this is like my i won't be on the show for another three years you won't or ever probably yeah because you're i'm lettuce wilted lettuce <laughs> i'll be dead all right well before i get into what yeah, i actually yeah. told my therapist tell me your christmas what? stories no the gifting thing oh okay uh, we'll get to the yeah, gifting yeah now. okay we'll get yeah. to the gifting so uh this guy make the appointment. I haven't seen a therapist since pretty much immediately after Stevie died. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really long time. And I've had a lot kind of building up a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. And I think he was entertained. <laughs> I almost feel like proud when I go see the therapist. Cause I'm like, I can entertain you yet. Give you things to work. Do you stand on. up with a mic and yeah. walk around? I recorded it. <laughs> I actually wish I could record it. Um, but he had a very good, uh, take on a lot of things so uh, in the past the therapists that I've had have been very loving and very nurturing but haven't been big in the responses of them does he challenge you yes no one's challenged me before Mm -hmm. he 
I don't want to say made assumptions, but he came to conclusions, which were helpful for me. And this was just Same one thing. Like, so let me get this straight. Yes. That kind of. Yes. Talk. He was writing things down. Mm-hmm. He really felt like a professional. I felt more like I was in a movie because mm-hmm. you always picture going to see a psychiatrist or a therapist where you lay on the couch. First of all, that's a myth. No one. You never lay on the couch. No, they must have. It must have been that way in the past or something. There had to be that had to be a practice. The past was always better. Everything was better in the past. They got to lay at therapy. It better have been they at got least to a comfy wear chair. prettier clothes on Christmas to church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so well, well. a lot of the, yes. What I focused on telling him wasn't exactly what I planned, mm-hmm. and I find that that seems to be the thing where mm-hmm. when you go to therapy, you think this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm focusing on, and then I end up getting stuck on. Another thing that I didn't oh, really sorry. find that important, but he seemed, I don't know, he kind of honed, honed in on it, but basically I was talking a lot about how I used shame as a way to like move around in the world. Like that's how I define myself and a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about my dating business and how I'm kind of ashamed in a way mm-hmm. of it. And he, through that and another, a few other things came to the conclusion that I'm definitely codependent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was really good for me. It was like very mm-hmm. groundbreaking because I talked about like staying in a relationship for eight years and I talked about um, a lot of other things that would lead me to look codependent. Mm-hmm. And then I talked about needing people's approval all the time and worried about what people think, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you're codependent. Let's just, you know, yeah. let's just get that out there. And no one's ever told me you're blank. Mm-hmm. Usually they just tell me you're great. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah. is the first time someone really said in like that kind of session, besides you're depressed, you're this. But I did have that psychiatrist that one time tell me I was ADD, which mm-hmm. I didn't believe. But I now I'm kind of almost thinking, well, maybe he was right. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one's ever really just said, I think you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, and this is how we can solve it. Mm-hmm. And I was really glad that he said, here's something that we can focus on and hone in on, your codependency. And uh, that'll be $120. <laughs> Will you see him again? Yeah. Oh, good. How often? Um, I, this was a huge moment for me. Mm-hmm. I always buckle when I'm in therapy because I want to say, I only want to come once a month. Mm-hmm. But every single time, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm afraid to say I only want to come once a week I or once a month. I got up the balls to say, I didn't exactly say once a month, but I said I would rather not come weekly mm-hmm. because in the past I found it to not be helpful for me because mm-hmm. I end up getting kind of just caught up in the same yeah. shit. So he said, okay, well, how about three weeks from now? Mm-hmm. And so I tried to hint like once a month is great with me. And he goes, well, bi-weekly is good. And so it's like, I know this is his job. I know he wants mm-hmm. to make money. So I kind of like, okay, but I'm not going to go bi-weekly. I'm mm-hmm. going to go monthly. Okay. And uh, the next appointment is in a couple of weeks because mm-hmm. he like holidays. Mm-hmm. I think it's also helpful for the therapist to have it more often. I feel like a month is hard. Is is a long time. Deal with it. I just, I'm not there for the therapist. You're not there. For, <laughs> he's there for you. But right. that's the thing is, I normally would think that, and that's mm-hmm. why I think I've never been able to say, ah, I don't well, want to come once a week. Well, I wonder if it's because I think if it was more often, it's le- it's it's you keep Count. it surface. Yeah, but like we were saying with haircut hairdressers or hairstylists. <laughs> We want to keep it surface level. Yeah, but not with your therapist. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. You don't want to keep it surface level with your therapist and you'll get nowhere. I agree. But in the past, I would go weekly and it would be like, this is too much. That's t- that is. I it's feel like much. weekly is too much. Yeah. yeah. I think bi-weekly. bi-weekly is a good. 
yeah. I mean, in, I know this is totally different, but in school, typically I see kids biweekly. Well, mostly because they're gender fluid. <laughs> Bi, I don't know. It was, <laughs> yes. it was trying really hard. Yeah. Um, that, but yes. they are. They are. They are. This mm-hmm. is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if he accepted my insurance, I would gladly go biweekly. Right. Yeah, I know. That's another issue. So taking into consideration money. Mm-hmm. But it was very helpful, very therapeutic. I also got to just purge, which felt really good. So I just, at the beginning, just kind of let everything, like I went, I've been through this, this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. I haven't been to therapy since. And I really need to get it out. And so I just told him I was going to basically throw up a bunch of stuff on him, which I did. And that's all. Got to keep but some things But it's good to know the, that you went and it went well. Yeah. And uh, another reason I wanted to go, not really another reason, but it's an acute area. Uh, but anyway... All right. What? What would you tell my therapist? That uh, I just what would saw? I tell your therapist? <laughs> just to make fun of your clothing. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Kristen, does, I'm just saying because he's gay, he's probably looking at your clothing. I know. And I actually but, made sure that I did my hair and makeup and looked cute. <laughs> for you my didn't therapist. know he was gay. Yeah, my brother told me beforehand. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the therapist's um, Isn't confidentiality really? that he's breaking, breaching? I think my brother just assumed. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm joking. Well, you know um, what? No, actually, while we were in therapy, he referred to his partner, his husband. Oh. So there's no confidentiality. <laughs> um, what would I tell your therapist? Yeah, about me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Just take over the show. I'm being, I'm too much. You, you, you are too much. I know. And now I'm like feeling like. I know. I just. The limp and piece of lettuce that I am. <laughs> but I didn't pass that to you in the way that I should have. I just stopped talking. And I was like, Jen. <laughs> Take it on. Right. Um, well, what, I don't know. Any, anything. Um, I would ask for help on how anxious I get around my father. <laughs> yeah, you get really anxious around your dad. I do. It's weird, though, because I think you love your dad a lot. I do. Yeah. So you can love and also be anxious around someone. Yes. But I would think the love would override the anxiety and you wouldn't mind being around your dad. No. Because you really love your dad. I do. I just, his lifestyle is everything I'm against in life. And I just, it's not like he's like a serial killer. (laughs) Like He just likes to sit on the couch and watch TV. That's just as bad. And play on his phone. Not play on his phone. Like like, he doesn't play anything. He just stares. And uh, eat fast and crap food yeah and he has diabetes yeah and it's just i go for a walk go outside yeah just go outside but he doesn't want to i know and that bothers me but how do you get someone like him to do something that's good for him that he enjoys you may enjoy the walks i don't like going on the walks like when you say come over and we'll like in the morning i have to like go on a walk with you which i've only done like once or twice you didn't feel good after that i feel okay after it but during it it's so boring (laughs) where are we walking around these houses don't they're all the same. If we were walking through a downtown or something, there's things to look at, but it's just house, house, tree, I house, not tree house, but house. I, I, I like that. I no. like like looking and seeing what people, what's new in people's yards or like, even if it's like I was walking in a Riscany and that's very sad, but it was still exciting, not exciting, but I'm getting exercise. That's my thing. If I don't get like 45 minutes of exercise a day. I'm not happy. So a walk for me is exercise. It's almost like for you, the color yellow is bright enough. It doesn't need to be neon. But for me, yellow needs to be neon. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like when I go on a walk, there can be things on the lawn and stuff. And I'll notice those things. Mm -hmm. But they're so minor to me that those things I enjoy noticing from the car. Mm -hmm. 
but to slowly walk by those things that are very all easily yeah. taken in. Mm-hmm. I need more on my walk to mm-hmm. take in because it's like, all right, I've been walking in front of this house for 25 seconds and I've already taken in that plant, that deer that's fallen over from Christmas <laughs> that I don't understand. Oh, you know what's really funny though? i sorry, this is when you're walking by houses and it's like during the day and their house isn't lit up for Christmas, yeah. but they're all their blow up things are, are deflated. Yes. It's so What's like the, kind of creepy. It's so creepy. They're, just all deflated. they're dead. Yes. Santa's dead. <laughs> Frosty's dead. It's so weird. I don't understand the blow up. Things. Yeah, I don't either. If they were blown up all day, I still wouldn't get them. I know I don't. But the fact that they're deflated during yes, the day. It's weird. I mean, come they on. They don't just disappear. No. Like you see them like Frosty's like really like melted. And imagine being a little kid and you're like, oh, look, there's Santa and he's crumpled up into a ball. Reality must hit them maybe sooner with the blow up decorations. Like that is sadness to me. Total sadness. Yeah. You know, what's even more sadness to me, though. Hmm. As soon as you're done opening presents Christmas Day and everything's opened under the tree and that's it. Hmm. There's no more. And like the presents weren't all what you hope they would be. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Everything you're tired. mm -hmm. You've eaten a lot of crap. Yeah. And it's, it's that to me is so depressing that I would be willing to maybe not celebrate Christmas just to miss that moment. It's so depressing. My great aunt used to always say we'd, we'd have Christmas dinner at her house and it was like, she decorated to a T. She, I mean, I have really fond memories of going to her house, but she'd pass out the the salad for dinner and she'd just sit there and she'd go, well, Christmas is over. Yeah. And like, if we didn't even have dinner, dinner we didn't open it. Like it was just like, well, it's over. Yep. And we'd all just say, now we just say it as a joke because yeah. that's what she always used to do. But it's like, it's true. And actually before Christmas, all we're thinking about is like, can this please be over? Can this, like, I just want it to be over. Right. But then, but then when it's, it's over, over, you're like, it's over. Right. And then, then like red, green, gold, like it's just means nothing. nothing. You don't want to buy anything Christmassy. It's just like, it's like you get drunk, sleep with a guy, and you're super into him. In the morning, you wake up, you're sober. You're like, no. I can't relate at all. What was I thinking? <laughs> I don't know. No, I know. But I, I know. I, anything Christmas now, like Christmas music. Over. Like we were, we were singing, but yeah. I never do that. Mm-hmm. It's the done. day Christmas is over. If if I listen to Christmas music the next day, I would feel like an actual insane person. Yep. So it's interesting how we just shut off something that's so magical. Mm-hmm. But in order to make it magical, we do have to shut it off to have it ready to go for next year. Yeah. And I don't take everything like I decorate my inside a lot like and I love it. It's so cozy and it makes me sad to take it down. So I usually wait till January 6th. That's not bad. It's a little Christmas. Yeah. And I wait till that's over and I take it down. I feel like that's a good time. Mm -hmm. It's really sad, though, when you've got it all decorated and you're trying so hard to hang on to it mm-hmm. for the coziness, but it's no longer cozy because you're just hanging on yeah. to it. It's like keeping a corpse and th- then, of someone you loved in your house. I do Can you like, respond to that? That was... <laughs> it's like keeping a corpse in your house. It is. Yes, it is. It is. With lights all around it. Right. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. It, it keeps them um, preserved better. Yes. The lights, the, the heat lights. really helps mm-hmm. with the smell situation. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought now. I was going to say something really, really profound. I always get thrown off with corpse. Whenever I <laughs> yes. say corpse, you always lose your train of thought. Yeah, no, but there is something to say when you're like getting rid of the tree and you're in the zone that it's over and you've accepted it and the cleaning and you're like, it's a new, new year, year, new I'm beginnings. feeling good. There is a good part of it. There is, mm-hmm. there is. 
thing is I don't clean my mom, you know, yeah. I'm not cleaning. So I don't have that experience. Well, you will this year. I will this year. Yes. <laughs> you will be cleaning this year. Yes. God damn it. All I those really will. needles from the so many tree. Needles. Yep. They're, and then they're there for months. Mm-hmm. The needles. How many times did someone ask the question there. in your house? Is the street, is the tree still taking water? All Every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Yes. Today, before I came over mm-hmm. to you, I got on my knees. Sounds something very <laughs> sexual. And I tipped, my, dipped my finger in. Yep. Nice and full. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, who did that? Right. Did my mom do that? No, She's like sick dying. in bed. No, but the, Wait, it's the, probably not the taking the water. The tree is dying. Yeah. Right. Because um, you killed it. I did. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too, is these poor trees. And you abused it by stuffing it in a trunk before. No, it was like a dead body, like a corpse. I once cried uh, saying goodbye to a tree. I believe it. I brought it down to the dumpster <laughs> in my apartment building. Mm-hmm. And there was something so special about that tree to me mm-hmm. that I felt like I was uh, like uh, abandoning an animal. Really? Leaving it at the trash. And I hugged it. Mm-hmm. So I was an actual tree hugger. Oh. Thank you. And um, cried. And took a picture of it very screwed up so i yeah. realized i'm gonna have a hard time in death when i actually have to say goodbye <laughs> to actual God. things yeah. yeah so did i tell you yeah i already told you a story about the woman who's very blunt in my school i'm not gonna say that story again but you know what we do with our tree when we're done we put it in our back deck and it's lit and we keep it there it's a good repurposing why you got to come in here was there not another There's bathroom, a bathroom in, there? in there are there no to- there's no toothpaste in there <gasps> my dad's got to brush his teeth the smell will go away once <laughs> he brushes his teeth the way Duffy looks right now is literally what I look like like all day, every day for the most part. Because I don't have to leave. Yeah. And I don't get ready. Mm-hmm. And I look and smell like, like Duffy. rotten milk. Because <laughs> I really do. Mm. And we're here well, in his pee stream right now. He is yeah, peeing. I can't hear it. I'm not listening. Or is that the sink? That's the sink. He's brushing his teeth. Yeah, but could he pee first? No. Okay, it's the sink. All right. Okay. That's strong. Yeah, yeah. He's got a weak one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like Kyle. Uh, yeah. No, Kyle. Oh, De- Kyle definitely has a weak pee stream. <laughs> we can tell by just looking just at looking people at, yes. who's got a weak pee stream and a strong mm-hmm. pee stream. What do we think? Let's name some pop culture Celebrities? People. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Weak pee stream. Yeah, I agree. He he doesn't take care of himself, I well, don't think. Well, you want to know why I think he's got a weak pee stream? Why? Because I've heard he's got a very small one. Oh, really? Yes. Who'd you hear that from? Can't say this is uh, top secret no. information. Mm-hmm. I know someone who's a model. Oh, wow. And they happened to tell me something about there being some sort of non-disclosure agreement needing to be signed. Really? When witnessing said unit. Mm-hmm. Makes sense because just his features are very infantile. Yes. His I nose bet, is yeah. kind of... I feel like he's got a matching pee-pee. Yep. Did I tell you Paul's cousin looks a lot like him? You know, what's disappointing about that is anyone that looks like Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. always looks like a slow version yeah. of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Who else? There's, there's an actor out there. Oh. Somehow I came across him. He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. I think if you type in like... Actor that looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. He looks like him minus a chromosome. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. So anyone that I've ever seen that I thought looks like Leo, I'm like, yeah, but he looks kind of like he can't do math. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Leo looks like he can't even do math. No. But he's, he's, an, he's my uh, love. He's, I know you love him, I but love he's him. just, he's odd. I, I get it. Like Titanic. I mean, you probably are thinking of a different movie, but like he's very charming in that. Like I would. He's got yeah. a charisma and a light and I'm very attracted to a charisma and Charis- a light. Mm-hmm. Very much so. All right. Next piece stream. Robert Downey Jr. Strong. He's Iron Man. Good point. Good point. <laughs> see, I'd see weak because he did a lot of drugs. 
Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like it trickles out of him just from what he's done to his body. I'm like going, yeah, I think I'm basing it on like sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So we can base it on whatever we want. I think there's different perspectives to pull in. Right. All right. Think of someone. Any athlete's going to have a strong peace dream. He's got a strong peace dream. Yeah. Yeah. Athletes for sure. Yeah. Obviously. That's how they get hired Mm -hmm. in the first place. They just test their peace dream. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You made the team. (laughs) Your pee goes 50 feet. Yeah. Yeah. So Uh, John Legend, definitely a stronger peace dream because he's black. Well, that too, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he's got a lot of white features. So he he could maybe have a, a lesser size. But he seems very happy to be alive and he's always energetic. And so I see him putting energy into his peace dream. Yeah. I feel like he has to deal with a lot at home though. She's a lot. Yeah. She's a lot. And you don't like Chris. And he's, Jen does not like Chrissy. I don't. I, I find her to be Chrissy. when she tries, she tries to be funny too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just kind of like me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a little bit. well, you're just like, not like, Oh, I'm so sexy and I'm so funny at this. I hate that. Yeah. I'm just sexy. Yeah. <laughs> She follows me on Twitter. Otherwise, I'd talk trash. But oh. I hold on to whatever like scraps I can get. If someone interesting <laughs> or big follows me, I'm a fan. Yeah. Like um, Neve from Catfish. You know mm-hmm. that is? He, he follows, follows me you. On yeah. You guys look alike. <laughs> we do look alike, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Ew, that's like not a compliment. <laughs> you, you look like he's you not like brother a and sister. Man. Okay. All Just right. like Jared Leto. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I prefer Jared Leto. And Courtney Cox. Yes. The three of us. Courtney Cox is, but someone told her she looked like Jared Leto. Or like, yes, she, yeah. 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 They look like you have that look. I want to join in. Yeah, you should. We just have long. We look like Jesus, basically. Like a blue eyed Jesuses. Blue eyed Jesuses. <laughs> <laughs> but Courtney Cox had a picture on her Instagram recently with sunglasses on. Mm-hmm. And she really looked like Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Someone was like, is her, that Caitlyn Jenner? Because of her lips. And so now, now I'm nervous. I look like Caitlyn no, Jenner. No, no. The problem. You're like, no, you Kate- look like Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> the Caitlyn Jenner look is. The more plastic surgery you get, the more you look like this look. Good point. Good point. Okay. And it's like the Janice Dickinson, like yep. they all look alike. Yes, you're right. I was thinking it was because we had like a narrow face and hair like Jim yeah, Morrison. No, it's like the the mouth and the, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Because mm-hmm. that did make me uncomfortable I just for a second. fell into Coco Arquette's uh, TikTok and her mom made an appearance. Ah. It was kind of funny. What is TikTok world is unbelievable. Yeah, it's so weird. It's, it's like so this weird. dark underworld, but yet it not is. dark. And it started by the Chinese to control us. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're or just TikTok. Like we just like go yeah. literally go along with like the clock. Mm-hmm. Deep, <laughs> really deep. All right. Peace dream. Next peace dream. We can do women for peace dreams, but I think it changes for women based on maybe how they, how much they have to pee. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a very strong peace dream. Other times I have a very weak peace dream. I have um, ADHD when it comes to peace dreams. Pee streaming, peeing, not pee streaming. <laughs> I feel like I stream pee all the time. Pee streaming, like dreaming and pee. <laughs> no, we are definitely not dreaming and pee. Um, I want to just streaming. get over with going to the bathroom so badly that I will go and not go completely, and then I'll have to go again because I don't go completely. Weird. Mm-hmm. See, a guy can't even do that. He yeah. Can, once men start peeing, they can't stop. Yeah. You must have very strong muscles. <laughs> I must. You really must. Yeah. Because if I stop, I can only stop for the moment. Within that still pee session. To, yeah. No, I get so, I want to just rush being in the bathroom. That's why I'm not one of those people that's like, let's go to the bathroom in a group. Like, I don't like that because I just want, it's like a place to go be in and out. Yeah, no, I, I like the hangout. Yeah. I like to stay in the bathroom <sighs> because I do like the mirror. It's not, yes, it is the mirror, <laughs> but I will still hang out in a bathroom without a mirror just for the break. To be alone. Yeah. Like 
if I get somewhere and I'm nervous. Like, yeah, because today you I went to go the bathroom when we were with my mom. Yeah, but and, later on. But it was long, a long time you were in there. See, and to me, I was like, okay, I got in, I got out. <laughs> How fast was I? I'm really fast in the bathroom. You must have been really fast because I don't even remember you going to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Like, you went to the bathroom. Yes, you did go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. See, um, I went in. I had to unbuckle the belt, which adds a moment. You're not wearing a belt, are you? No. Okay, I've got a belt on. All right, so mm-hmm. that adds some time. I've got a little tuck action. Mm-hmm. I don't wipe either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, no, you, okay, I'll get to that in a second. So I have a stage fright when I go to pee. Yeah, I don't have that. So I have a moment where I th- I'm thinking pee, 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 go, go, go. And the more I think go... Mm-hmm the harder it is to go. Right. So I always have a window of where I'm not peeing. I'm just like hovering over the toilet. Yeah. Forcing myself to try to pee. Mm-hmm. But that's also for my antidepressant. Oh. Because I know for Effexor, mm-hmm. they use it as a bladder control oh. thing. And so I'm on Prozac, mm-hmm. but that's also an SSRI. So I'm assuming it does the same thing to your bladder because I still have the pee uh, hesitation, which I never had before the antidepressant. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. We're going to do... Um, a couple more peace stream assessments really? more yeah okay you tell me because i don't i'm you ask i don't know really well this care. one's gonna be obvious paul giamatti slow yeah trickle yeah it's a definite trickle mm-hmm. jerry seinfeld uh, a very nice peace stream he's got very a very strong tri- yes like the ideal mm-hmm. peace stream it's yeah. not too strong where it's splashing no. but it's consistent it's doing the job mm-hmm. all right what do we think about uh julia louis dreyfus from Seinfeld, Elaine. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think she's like me. <laughs> you think so? She can be strong. I, no, I don't know. I don't think she has pee. No, I don't mean she hesitates. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I think it can sometimes be strong and sometimes you eat. Because sometimes <laughs> You're for very me. very serious about this. I am. <laughs> it's like you. Sometimes you can be really strong. Yes. And sometimes it's such a, be like really a metaphor for yeah. life. The pee stream. Yeah. Be I'm, like the pee stream. Yeah. I just, be strong. I just or don't like be like the pee rush stream. my life away. See, if you're rushing your pee, then I would assume you go fat. You have a hard. Everything I do is fast okay, and it's just not efficient. Um, it's no, just, I'm no, it's efficient, efficient. That's what I'm saying. But I don't use a lot of care in the things that I okay. do. Right. I don't. I wish I did. Right. But. Okay. Uh, you said something. Wiping. No, it was something a minute you ago. You said I'll get that. I'll get back. Yeah. To what it. was it? It was wiping. Yeah. I said I don't wipe. I was joking. Yeah, I know. But what was I going to say about that? Oh, you're probably going to talk about how you squat again. No. You're very proud of your your bathroom squat. Well, it's where I get in my squats. <laughs> church is where I get in my squats. If I On Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. So you get in church my, and, and squats at the same my time. My church, half the people kneel and half don't. Yeah. Because our church for so long didn't have pews and we just like redid it. Now we have pews. There weren't pews? Yeah. What were there? Chairs. What? Yeah, it was weird. No, yep. at St. Anthony's. No. Oh, in on Albany or in, in the outside of Albany area, Clifton Park. Don't tell people where you live. I'm gonna have to edit that out. Why? Someone can care. Google you. Who cares? What if they really, really dislike you? <laughs> They'll send you a package. Clifton Springs. Clifton Springs. It's in Colorado. <laughs> yes, Colorado. I think actually Clifton Springs is near Buffalo. Is it? Is there? Yeah, that's not interesting. No. I'm so mad that I can't remember what I was going to say about the bathroom thing because it was going to be good. Mm. So I was going to say, oh, yes, that's a whole thing that I wanted to get to. Do you like talking about wiping, talking about put, like prepping the seat? No, I think it was like off topic from just peeing. I 
am going off my antidepressant. But I told you recently, I've got this insane ringing in my mm-hmm. ears. I never talk about it. And it's starting to other people to to you. <laughs> you talk about it to me a lot lately. No, only <laughs> one time. So I don't talk about it to other people, but I talk about it to you. And so at night when I go to sleep, I don't know if I'm focusing on it more or it's getting worse, mm-hmm. but it's such a loud ringing in my ears. Yes. And so it hit me and this hit me a while ago. And then I kind of forgot about it until after I talked to you recently. It could possibly be the Prozac. Mm-hmm. And so... I want to go off of it just to see if the ringing in my ears goes away. Mm -hmm. So not this October, but the October before I got a cold Mm -hmm. and I got a sore throat and this ringing in my ears started. Mm -hmm. And then I saw online that you can get a ringing in your ears from the throat stuff from Mm -hmm. having a sore throat. And then two weeks goes by a month goes by. I still have the ringing. And then I see online. It's normal to have a ringing in your ears after a cold and it can last for up to a year or something. So now a year goes by and now we're in January and I'm like, okay, what's with this ringing? I was patient waiting a year. I did go to the ear, nose and throat doctor, um, but it's still not gone and it just seems like it's getting worse. And Mm -hmm. so I haven't taken my antidepressant in three days. This is day three. Mm -hmm. Not smart. Not smart to just not take it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really impatient about this ear thing. Mm -hmm. And so I still have the ringing, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how long it takes to get the medicine out of of my system. system. Mm -hmm. So I'm not feeling any withdrawal or anything weird yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm just sticking with the not taking it Mm -hmm. until either I start feeling like I really need it Mm -hmm. or the ringing in my ears goes away. Okay. But this is not a good thing to do to just stop. No, no, no. But But thanks for telling me so I can be vigilant. Yes. I was actually going to say I should tell someone in case Mm -hmm. something happens. Mm -hmm. This is why. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think it's, I things are going okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like in an okay. I'm That's in a non kill myself zone at the at the moment. So I don't think it's gonna right because you're not feeling many feelings. No, I feel that's mm-hmm. a pro- been a problem. Though. I feel very robotic. Mm-hmm. My mom's sick. I can't really cry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in it. I'm in it. I really am. Foca's my dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, her stomach looks like it's going to burst, mm-hmm. and it's very upsetting and sad. And I can't cry. Mm-hmm. And you and your mom were just getting teary-eyed at the table. Mm-hmm. I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> but I'm a crier. Yeah. So it's frustrating because I like to be emotional. I like to cry yeah. at Christmas songs. I'm very emotional. I'm very jealous. It feels good to be emotional because you're not mm-hmm. bad emotional where you go overboard. You can just feel things and cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cry a lot like, like you know, commercials and yeah. things like that. Sentimental. Yeah. Nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crying feels nice. So I'm hoping that I can cry within the next couple days. Interestingly enough, I've actually started to cry in like sessions with kids. Like when a kid comes to me with like an issue that I'm like, oh my God, like this is so sad. And, and they start and then I start, but I think I'm not like, I'm not bragging about myself, but I'm a very empathetic person. Yeah. So like, that's really braggy. (laughs) But I just like, no, but I think I'm by. I'm, I'm I'm very in tune with emotions. This yes, is you something are. that like I I will say I'm I'm bad at a lot of things, but I'm good at emotions yes, and feelings. And I'm saying the bad sensing. a lot of things. <laughs> um, but I've been like getting teary and 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 I feel bad, but I think it actually it brings them comfort a little bit. I think it does too because then it adds legitimacy yeah. to what they're going through. But then it also makes you look inept. I know. Yeah, because I had. No, I'm kidding. My fem- <laughs> one of my female therapists, I made mm-hmm. her cry. Yeah. I never 
made anyone cry before in therapy and and I made her cry and yeah. she apologized. Yeah. And then the kid that I was like obsessed with at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, you should never see a therapist that cries. I was like, I should never see a guy that. <sighs> yeah, I know. It texts me or take me to the movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But I did. Exactly. Yeah. The irony. But I'm sure she was a great person. She was. She was great. Yeah. She was lovely. Yeah. She was super nice mm-hmm. and sweet. And And when you like hear some of the stories that you have to it's hard like yeah. kids go through crappy stuff everyone yeah. does yeah. everyone goes through crappy things and i think it's not human you're not human if you can't like i mean i guess you can be strong and turn it off but well no i feel not human right now yeah because i really can't i mm-hmm. feel like i could watch a tearjerker like a movie that's going to make anyone cry mm-hmm. and i wouldn't cry wow and it's not a good feeling you know and uh fred stoller who did the show a long time ago a comedian he used to write for Seinfeld mm-hmm. and he's the guy from Dumb and Dumber that's in the phone booth mm-hmm. who's like, I'm on yeah. the phone. Mm-hmm. The fact that I know him now and I'm like yeah. in friends with him is like the coolest thing to me. Yeah. Because I was just like, who's this guy? Like you never know this actor 20 years later, you're going right. to be friends with. Anyway, uh, he and I messaged back and forth a while ago about him going off of his antidepressant and he was saying it's because he couldn't cry and he wanted to cry again. Mm. And then he yeah. went off of it and he's like, all I do is cry. Well, that's so funny went back on because it. that's funny because I have a family member. Uh, I won't say who. Um, Fred Stoller. <laughs> it's Fred Stoller. And she just said this is she's come off of her antidepressants within the year, like recently. And she's like, I just cry all the time. Yeah. Like everything makes her cry. And um she didn't know if it was normal or if it was like, but she came out and said it. She's like, I've just been so emotional. Yeah. And then she said that she just did this. So I'm like, it's okay. I love seeing people cry. Yeah. Do you? Yes. And it's not because I'm glad they're hurting. It's <laughs> really big be- people. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's because I'm like, wow, I'm seeing people be human. Mm-hmm. I love seeing like the humanness. Mm-hmm. I saw someone cry recently and I don't know. It was like a stranger. Oh, it was in church. Oh, uh, Christmas Eve mass. Mm hmm. And uh, they always do beautiful Christmas music with the choir and the organ. Mm. Mm-hmm. And every year I cry. This yes. year, of course, I didn't, didn't. cry. Didn't cry. Um, but I always cry at Oh Holy Night. Yeah. And like the sound of the angel singing is mm-hmm. just like so moving. So yeah, didn't cry. But I always look around to see if anyone else is crying. And I always feel an emptiness when I see no one else crying. Mm-hmm. The woman in front of me had a tissue and was dabbing her eyes. Yeah. And I was like, yes, we got a human. Yeah. But of yeah. course I wasn't crying. No. So I'm one of the aliens now, but I love seeing people cry because mm-hmm. it connects us. It does. It's like they're a real person. They feel things. Cause I've always said on the show, I see people and I just see them as like empty beings, mm-hmm. which I don't want to see them like that. Yeah. I want to see them be human. But then when I see things like movies and books and things that are human, I have to remember, oh, those people are around me that are making those things and just re- regular life mm-hmm. just because I'm not seeing them in the process of being human and mm-hmm. emotional and in like actually feeling things doesn't mean they're not actually feeling things. I need to kind of remind myself of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was deep. <laughs> it was really deep. Did, you didn't cry when I sent you that, that um, song to listen to? in the dark i did cry that was like the last time i've cried really and that was actually incredible that i did cry because i was still in this zone that is such an underrated nutcracker song it is yeah 
but nutcrackers never sounded funnier in a sentence. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pas de deux. Listen to it, guys, in the dark. I did. I had tears streaming. It's like you're either a serial killer that just killed someone, mm-hmm. and you're listening to that song, yep. like, yep. yes, I did it. Yes. Or you're just like so. I don't. It's moving. Or you're yeah, just in touch with yeah the music. It's very powerful. Moved. There's I was referred to Seinfeld scene with Elaine and uh, crazy Joe Davola. Joe Davola, first of all, super underrated character on Seinfeld. Not in that many episodes. His performance was outstanding. He could have been in like a motion picture playing crazy Joe Davola and like win an Academy Award. He was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he's a crazy yeah, like yeah. killer clown. So the opera song is playing or he's like, Jen, look at me. Not the phone. <laughs> of course, when I sang that, like so horrifically, you're just like check out completely. Sorry, sorry. He's, <laughs> but it's that moment because he's a crazy yeah, like yeah. killer clown, and the opera's playing, and it was the perfect way like a murderer would listen to. Yeah, that's an what, opera yeah. song. That's mm-hmm. what I just was trying to relate mm-hmm. to the scenario. You did it. Thank you. <laughs> so I've been journaling a lot. Mm-hmm. And I hate using that word journaling, mm-hmm. but you got me a journal for Christmas. I did. And as an overthinker, I'm now totally screwed up. Mm-hmm. So You're I'm welcome. grateful that I have another journal, but now what journal do I write in? Mm. So my journal is just a straight up notebook, mm-hmm. but I have my own prompts mm-hmm. and I keep track. I've got like morning journal number 15. Yeah. You know, I've got an order I'm keeping. So now as I have this book full of prompts, which I'm actually really excited to use, I'm going to get really screwed up because in the morning I'm going to go, okay, I'll do this one today, but then should I label something in here as a number hmm. so that I can keep track of the time number of times I'm doing it? Or should this be a completely separate thing? This for an overthinker is a really, really bad thing. And I want to start like overthinkers anonymous. Like overeaters and not yeah. us, except just, we just think about eating a lot, but we just don't do it. Just regift it. I don't want to regift it. I want to use it. But now I'll, you know what I'll do is mm-hmm. I'll probably move that to an evening time. Mm-hmm. Like this will be more of an evening. Gotcha. And mine will remain the morning journal because I've stopped doing my traditional kind of nighttime journal. But I found it to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. However, if you force it, not helpful. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Have you ever done the journaling? No. You don't need to. I just, uh, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't want to. You don't need to. I feel like Maybe the need I, yeah. has to be there. Yeah. You know, if you were trying really hard to become a school psychologist, or if you're trying really hard to meet a husband, but you have a husband, you are a school psychologist. I don't have a doctorate yet, but I'm That's in, true. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm in the middle of my dissertation, people. How long is this dissertation? It's a lot. You have to gather data. 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 No, I say data. Data. And you have to meet with your advisor and you have to revise. So how many years? How many years from now? She told me I can tell people December 2020. Okay. I said, said, what can I tell people? Because it's all people ask me. So it's 2016 right now. So we have four more years. I wish. I know. I would be sick of it too. Yeah. I just want to be, I've put so much work into it and you know how much work is left. Right. It's a lot. Right. And I'm working. The thing is when people don't live in someone's shoes they have no idea like today you had no idea how hard it was for me to get here yeah no you really have no idea but i kept but i have no idea how hard your dissertation is (laughs) yes yes you did you did yeah but like when i went to leave 
the stress, the chaos no, that ensued. And that, and I know why. I know because you ordered a margarita. Yes. Two. And I only had like half yeah. the second one. And I had to tell her to drink it because yeah. she forgets to I drink. forget to drink. But it's like you want the drink so bad and then food comes. What takes yeah. precedence? The drink. And I made sure I had pizza for her. It's like your mm-hmm. favorite thing. Yeah. I was a big fan. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Pizza, margarita, margarita pizza. <laughs> Row. Your mom. Another margarita. She's margarita. I feel like your mom could be named margarita. All right. So the journaling stuff, I want to say... I think people should do it. If you've held off from want it, from doing it out of th- fear, not fear, but out of thinking it wouldn't help you, not you specifically, mm-hmm. but just anyone listening. I was always, I'm a naysayer. Mm-hmm. I really am. It's a bad quality. I know. I think nothing's going to work, you know, and then I operate from that standpoint and then I keep myself held back. I'm really glad I started doing the journaling. I was doing it every day, trying to anyway, and was feeling the pressure and judgment of not doing it. Like if I missed it, it was like, oh, you suck. So it was just adding another reason to be mad at myself. Mm-hmm. So now I actually wrote in my journal today that I'm only doing it when I want to. Mm-hmm. And it will still be helpful and therapeutic. And what I have learned, and it sounds kind of like BS until you do it, is that it does help you get under layers mm-hmm. of your thoughts and kind of get to the root of things. Hmm. I could see that, yeah. I would think you could just think that and get mm-hmm. to the root of it. But when you're writing, because I think it takes a moment to actually put words down mm-hmm. in that space and time between the word the and hate myself, there's that window where you have more thoughts building because your hand is going slower than your brain. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it's almost like you do get to a... I answered my own question point Mm -hmm. not right away. And I've only been doing it for like a month and a half or something or like two months, but uh, I'm learning a lot about myself. Yeah. It's output and it's like you can go back and review and you can really process. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also in this journaling, I've been doing some prompts. So I just like write a full whatever is on my mind. And then I do writing prompts and one of them is simple, or they're all pretty simple, but one of them is just daily affirmations, mm-hmm. like Stuart Smalley. And those are really helpful. Mm-hmm. I am blank. And at first I was writing, like filling in the daily affirmation, like I am worthy. Mm-hmm. But then I started to realize, oh, I can fill in what I want to be rather than like what I'm trying to justify that I am. Mm -hmm. So say I want, and I have not done this and this is not what I would do. And this is very self-helpy and totally not my style. But if you want to be wealthy, Mm -hmm. I am wealthy. Mm -hmm. I, it's almost like putting that out there in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to be that person, but Mm -hmm. it does seem to be helping. I'm not really doing that, you know, wealthy thing, but I'm writing like I am successful. Mm -hmm. I am rather than like I can be successful. Right. Yeah. And now I feel like a giant douchebag. No. Because I'm arrogant. And no. I'm like, I'm successful, even though I'm not. No, it's an exercise. It's not, you know, you being. Right. I mean, I'm obviously, not, obviously you're not, not successful. Wealthy. Wealthy. Right, well, well, well. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> but I'm like, I wonder, you know, there's certain things that happen, I think, maybe for a reason. I hate to say that, mm-hmm. too. That's, I'm not, that's not my style. But I think if things ever went easily mm-hmm. for me, I'd be an asshole. Mm-hmm. I think the universe or God or whoever is trying to keep me mm-hmm. 
cool. Yeah. Because I really think I could, uh, if I didn't have anything stand in my way, I might end up uh, pretty, pretty wretched. Yeah. Not really though. I have a good heart, but mm-hmm. I could end up just being a dick. Yeah. You're grounded. Yeah. Like, wow, I have to be a real person. Cause mm-hmm. I went, but if I was like, if everything went great in high school, if I always like got great grades and if I was accepted yeah. and like was successful immediately, what a nightmare I'd be. Well, to tie that into the holidays, I saw my nephews and they're getting so old. And the middle one is like, he walked into the house, he's 14 and he's like, Hey, Aunt, Aunt Jen. Oh, they're the they're, aunts. Yeah. Hey, Aunt Jen. He's like, how are you? Merry Christmas. And was so like pro-social and like proactive. Yes. And he Weird. initiated and he just seems so old. And I was talking to his You're like, mom. This was a non-consensual and I'm hug. Like, no, I love him. I know, I'm kidding. Um, and his mom was like, you know, I'm like, he's so mature. He's just like such a mature. And he, when he was little, he was like the thumb sucker. He was on, he was like so clingy to his mom. He would have these tantrums and I'm like this kid, whatever. Yeah. And now he's like the mature. And she's like, well, I think he's learned that like he plays soccer, but he's not great at it. Ah. And he's like, he's always just kind of, he's been had to accept that he's not going to be the best at things and that has made him develop other skills yes and he can cope with like okay i'm not the best soccer player but i'm helping my teammates out i'm gonna be a team player and he is just a joy like i love being around him yeah he's gonna he's got a good personality yeah and because he didn't everything didn't come easy to him yeah and i think that is truly it is huge a good it shapes your character what about his brothers they're, they're, I mean, are things coming easy to them? So they're little a-holes. <laughs> they, they suck. No, they, you know, one of them is really smart and he can be very like sarcastic and you know, I'm, and he's also like 16. So he's yeah. like, you know, everything's a smart ass comment, but which is good though. Yeah. I prefer a smart ass teen to a, like a bland ass teen. Yeah. No, they're all, they're all great right? kids. He just shown out to me because he's just like very mature and very, he's funny He's got a great sense of humor. Is he single? <laughs> How old is he? Literally like nine? 14. Oh, dear God. Okay. okay. I mean, not bad. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. It's yeah. not as bad as I thought. Yeah. I guess nine. <laughs> so, um, but like he, he stands out to me because I didn't think he would have coping skills because he was such a whiner yeah. and he'd cry all the time yeah. and it's just great to see. Well, I think I'm somewhat in a similar position where I had to learn coping skills and I saw this quote, I, I'm turning into what I hate. But uh, Stephanie Coleman, who mm-hmm. did the show before also, actually. Yes. Um, Notre Dame grad. Notre Dame grad. She posts really the best quotes mm-hmm. on her Instagram. And she's got that whole... Free to be. F- yes. You and me. Go to Burning Man image thing um, that I like want to tell her to stop because she's really actually very sarcastic and funny. And I would mm-hmm. like drop the, drop the holistic thing. But she kind of like gets it with the holistic stuff like she has good taste um and so i screenshot a lot of the quotes that she puts into her her instagram story Mm -hmm. and so this one is pertinent to what we were just talking about um she said or this quote is and she didn't say it obviously um i mean she could not Mm -hmm. play it faster but um when i realized that my past pain and journey were all part of my purpose i was set free and that really hit me because that's how I'm, I'm starting to realize. Are you getting emotional? Oh my God, you are. Oh my God. See, and I've got nothing. <laughs> and this is like about like me. Yeah, you know? no, I know. Oh, Jen's yeah. really crying. I am oh not. Oh my God, I love it. 
I am not. God. Next week when I'm totally off the antidepressant, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. But it's true. Like you start to see why everything happened. And I, that's why I don't want to go back to the everything happens for a reason. But I do feel like everything builds up for a specific reason. Oh, and Jen's really crying. And I still have nothing. <laughs> I'm still literally dead inside. All right. That's awesome. Um, yeah. No, I, it's 2019 has been a kind of a crappy year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to 2020. It has been. Even for Jen. Even yeah. for you. Which is weird. Yeah. So imagine how bad a year would have to be for it to be bad for you. Because everything's yeah. always gone pretty steady for you. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, you're, you're right. You know and I mean? think that's what made it harder. Right. Because yeah. you didn't develop the coping skills. I have no coping skills. <laughs> Zero. At all. No, but no. it is true. It's like, how bad would this year be for, how bad would this year have to be for it to affect someone as stable as you? Mm-hmm. That's basically kind of yeah. what I'm saying. It can, it can happen. It does happen. So another quote that won't probably won't make you emotional, but uh, very right on. Your competition isn't other people. Your competition is your procrastination, your ego, the unhealthy food you're consuming, the knowledge you neglect, the negative behavior you're nurturing, and your lack of creativity. Compete against that. Which I feel like is a little bit harsh, but yeah. also it's true. Like for me, I am realizing that my biggest competition is myself. So we did that 2020 prediction thing I sent oh, you. Oh yeah, that was cool. Which was pretty was cool. very relevant. Very relevant. So... These are obviously just silly little things mm-hmm. that are most likely not correct, but I mm-hmm. want them to be correct. So I, I saw on one. someone's Instagram what looked like a crossword puzzle, and it said, 2020, your prediction, see what words jump out at you to see what your 2020 is going to be like, or mm-hmm. something like that, something cheesy. And so the first words I saw were super relevant, and then the first words you saw were super relevant. Right. So for me, my words were momentum, money, and meth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> momentum, money, and dance. Mm-hmm. And yours were... Do you remember? Dance, mm-hmm. money, <laughs> momentum. No, dance, joy. Yeah, I can't remember. Dance, yeah. I don't know, but yours were relevant too. But they dance were. was for both of us. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering from your professional opinion, from Mm -hmm. your like almost doctor point of view, (laughs) is there any truth in us wanting to see those words? And so we see them or is it magic? And that what I'm working on and focusing on just happened to jump out at me. I think there's gotta be, I think there's gotta be some kind of subconscious, like where you're looking for those words, you're looking for those words. Yeah. Like dance. Like I don't think, dance would come up in Paul's he'd see abundance before he'd see dance right we just saw dance but dance isn't meant for him in his yeah. world it's mm-hmm. meant for us in our world so what influence it. do you think the universe has mm. on seeing dance like because we grew up dancing and we love dance how much is the universe trying to tell us to dance versus how much is our brain saying you should dance because you saw that word first I'd say like an, it's like a it's 95% yeah. 5% split. Like it's 95% of our brain. Right. It's probably 100%. I just don't want to give it 100%. But that'd it's be so cool fun. if it really was like, I just lost it. I can't find it. But um, like if it was the universe telling me that I am going to, to have yes. momentum rather than my brain just wanting me to have momentum. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is weird though. Like why wouldn't I look at money? Like money means something to me. Right. Obviously. Yeah. You steal it all the time. I do. You didn't pay for dinner. Mm-mm. I did. But it is very strange. So. Um, 
if you guys want to Google it, I think it's just, you know, it's obviously a little tiny micro fun to have for like a split second, but just Google 2020 prediction word puzzle or Mm -hmm. something and see what your words are and see if they're relevant. Are we ending with this? Yeah, I've seen this. All right. Probably going to cut that out. All right. How do we close it out? All right. Is that it for this week? I think so. And for the next month <laughs> and, and a half. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Well, this lettuce has not wilted. It was yeah. did a very good job. It held up to the dressing. Yeah. Lots of, um, you know, uh, crunchiness still there in the, yeah, in the lettuce. Yeah, I feel like you stored me in the drawer. Like in the cold drawer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> but you did listen well, of course. As I'm, I'm talking, you're I'm, a very good listener. It, I got distracted a couple times, but it's for a reason. You're forgiven. Thanks. I She's forgiven. Thanks. I'm a very good listener. Jenna's a very good listener. I'm a good listener. I'm really empathetic. I'm like really good yeah, at feelings. She talks over everybody. But Jenna is, and uh, I'm really glad you could be here. I'm glad you could be here. Thank you for being here. <laughs> so, imagine sitting on a couch in your friend's house and saying thank you for being here. Yeah. It's bizarre. Kyle, we missed you. No, we didn't. No. Kyle, loosen up with the schedule. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe. I never say subscribe. I always forget that. I've been mm-hmm. doing podcasting for like six years and never say subscribe. Subscribe because then you don't have to download the show. It just downloads automatically and lets you know when there's a new show out. And the reason that's important is because I have not been consistent in posting them on a specific day. And when you get in your car, when you listen to it, you won't be wasting data if you try to download it. When you get ah, in the car, it's already downloaded. Good point. And you can listen to it without the wasting your data. Yes, because it's downloaded. Now it's just wasting space yeah. on your phone. Mm-hmm. I never think about the data thing because I'm grandfathered into the unlimited with Verizon. So I don't um, have to worry about the data yeah, thing. So but I like a lot that of angle. people worry about the data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Data, data. So the reason I say data is because... I just did a um, voiceover thing, and mm-hmm. they wanted me to pronounce it data. Data? Mm-hmm. But I would n- normally say data. Data, data, tomato, tomato. I think data makes me sound smarter. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Please subscribe. Retrieve this data directly to your phone and rate and review. Five stars, five stars only. There doesn't uh, seem to be a system for any stars less than five. So my apologies in advance. If you want to give it less than five, you can't. It's got to be five stars. And if you want to support the show even further and get goodies and cool behind the scenes stuff, Hmm. go to patreon.com slash Kristen and chill. And I will see you there and uh, maybe even talk to you on the phone if that's something that you're interested in. It's weird. I do that. I do that. All right. I hope you guys had a great holiday. Remember, stay bored enough to listen, but not too bored. Bye, Happy guys. New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. We didn't even talk about New Year stuff. Maybe you have to have another episode next soon. time. Bye. Bye.